Hello, hello, my name is Rainer and welcome to Nordic Sustainability Investigator. In this podcast, I'm interviewing sustainability managers from successful businesses in the Nordics to learn from them how to create more sustainable organizations. Posti Group is the leading postal and logistics service company in Finland. Their history dates back to the 17th century when they delivered letters over the sea, from Sweden to Finland. Naomi Egerhorn is Director of Sustainability at Posti Group and in this episode we discuss how Posti is implementing their sustainability program in a rapidly changing parcel and logistics industry. Hello Naomi and thank you so much for joining me today for sharing your experience. Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm excited to be participating in this pod. That is very great. Um, so today you work as a director of sustainability at Posti. So tell us a bit, uh, how did you start your career in sustainability in general? And how, how did you go from the beginning to the position you have today? Uh, that's a very good question. and and. Uh, right now, I have been working with sustainability for a little over 10 years. And, and my background, my pathway to sustainability has been kind of a zigzag arrow in a way. So uh, my educational background is in political science and international relations. And what got me interested in sustainability in the first place was this sort of inbuilt thinking of, of its stakeholder inclusiveness. And back in 20, uh, 2009, I was working in an investment company. And, and since I didn't have a business degree, I felt that sustainability was really interesting and, and something that I as a political science, scientist also could get a hold of. And at that time, I felt that sustainability was something that was happening outside of the company in this sort of middle ground between companies and societies. And, and in that way, the sustainability concept was really expanding and challenging the traditional way of thinking and doing business. And, and it was this sort of middle ground and the very theoretical concept of, of including all stakeholders and, and opening up the impacts that got me interested really about, about sustainability. And I think it's interesting if, if you come to today, uh, I think this sort of thinking that, that sustainability is something that happens between places, uh, it really applies also today and also inside the company, because very typically sustainability functions are something that are between traditional organizational boxes, and they're like all over the place in a way. And in that way, uh, we sustainability directors and, and our sustainability experts, we still challenge companies to think and act differently but from the inside. And, and that is sort of the background. And I have definitely learned, learned sustainability by doing. Uh, and if it was this sort of outside thinking and, and stakeholder view that got me into sustainability, now as I've been working with sustainability, uh, in order really to succeed in sustainability, you need to go back to the business. You need to understand what the business is about and, and what are the impacts of business on different stakeholders. So, and, and that's really, that's really interesting and, and definitely has taken my own thinking and doing very much closer to business from where I started from. And for me, uh, I would say that, you know, sustainable development uh, basically means a long-term and very systematic approach to ensure that the holistic well-being of people and, and this planet is taken into account when we are making decisions around the globe. And this applies to companies, but also to other organizations, including nation states. So uh, for me, sustainability is, is really about understanding uh, the organization's impact that its business has or other activities have on its stakeholders and managing those impacts. Yeah, that is that's great. If somebody from listeners are interested in uh, becoming sustainability managers or directors themselves, 
then uh, what uh, advice do you have for them in terms of uh, education or some universities or courses that they could choose is there like one specific uh, path that you can take to become a sustainability manager or is isn't that is that not so clear as you said that you had a quite zigzag uh, road to your position today and uh, you had you were studying uh, international relations but uh, some of the sustainability managers i have interviewed before are more maybe from the environmental sciences background so yeah what are your thoughts about that yeah that's that's also a very good question and and i think luckily today compared to the situation for 11 12 years ago today i think we have many sustainability educational tracks to choose between so i know also in finland in different business schools uh, they are teaching sustainability management and and they have different sort of very cross functional sustainability studies covering different areas of traditional business management and and business studies so today i would say that the students who are interested in sustainability careers they can really choose from that where they would like to get their sustainability education and what kind of sort of uh, holistic good academic package they they would like to have for themselves so definitely the i think the academic world is very different today compared to those years and and many of my colleagues as you said uh, they they have different all, all have different roads to sustainability but i know many who have come into the field especially from the environmental science side but then also i think you know no matter where you end up working you know if you're in, in finance or if you're in hr or in legal or or whatever department or also in, in you know leading business uh, you cannot avoid sustainability so my advice would be that you know if you have the possibility to take some sort of uh, basic courses uh, related to sustainability you should definitely do it because uh, in order to be successful in your career you need to understand the concepts of sustainability different aspects and, and also how sustainability is visible in the different parts of the organization. Very good tips. And in my current exchange university, there were also quite many different uh, sustainability related uh, courses available, which is very great. So ranging from ethics and corporate uh, uh, responsibility to, to social responsibility. So that is very interesting. But uh, let's talk more about uh, your company where you're working, which is Posti. Uh, can you tell us more about it? Uh, where does it operate? What is, what is its business about? Yeah. So uh, basically, Posti, we are the leading postal and logistics service company in Finland. Uh, and our core business portfolio includes postal services, uh, parcels, freight, and logistics services. So we have the full package related to delivery and logistics business. And what we do, so very simply put, we deliver things that matter to people. And we have actually been doing that for a very long time, almost 400 years already. Wow. And yeah, and actually back in the 17th century, uh, our business was that we rode across the archipelago sea to deliver letters uh, from Sweden to Finland at that time. Uh, and today, you know, we travel by bike or electric freight scooters uh, or electric trucks. And not only how we deliver things, also what matters to people have been changing over the time. So uh, because of digitalization and, and changes in people's behavior, uh, we all know and can see at our homes that the volume of traditional print mail that is delivered home, that has decreased a lot. But at the same time, uh, we can also see that the personal logistics business is increasing. And especially after these two COVID years, we all know that um, being able to buy stuff online has become more and more important for all of us. And we can see it from post Posti that the amount of parcels is, is growing heavily. So this sort of two-way street is, is very typical of our business where we are at the moment. And we have seen very drastic and, and big changes uh, in our sort of last 10 to 15 years at Posti. 
But currently, our sort of future direction is very much that we are a modern delivery and fulfillment company. And, and parcels and material flows are at the core of our operations. And looking at our employees, so we are about 21,000 employees, uh, basically across the Baltic Sea region. And in Finland alone, we visit about 3 million households and companies every weekday. So every Finn knows Posti and has also personal experience about Posti, uh, which makes this uh, company a very interesting place to be working at. Yeah, and you already mentioned COVID and I would really like to hear more about it. Uh, that what, <laughs> what phases did you go through when the COVID pandemic started? Because uh, when uh, I was in Estonia, then uh, I noticed that the local postal service and packaging service like uh, had really big challenges with the increased demand. So how was it for Posti? Well, you said it quite well. It was it was such a rapid change. So basically, if you scroll back time to March 2020, when the COVID really outbroke, so we, we could see a massive increase of parcel volumes almost overnight. And, and back, back then in March, we had very high volumes that we typically have in the high season of Christmas and Black Friday and, and so on. So it was a rapid, massive change that affected the whole company. And, and we could see parcel volumes hitting 1 million parcels per week, uh, basically every month uh, after the COVID really broke out. And, and this was a huge stretch from our organization to meet this changing demands and the changing business environment. Uh, but we rapidly and, and in very good manner, we managed to sort of react and, and uh, reorganize ourselves. And first of all, we put very uh, heavy focus on, on the health and safety of our employees and our customers. So that came as number one. And, and then we we are, Posti is like an expert in emergency management situations. So we have like the whole infrastructure of Finland in our hands. So this is something that we know. And we were able to develop uh, new forms of services very rapidly. So for instance, uh, we offer this service that we can leave parcels behind the door without any physical contact or, or connection to the receiver. Just one example. And, and basically what COVID taught us, uh, taught us and also our customers is that, you know, it's really important that you have this sort of postal and, deliv post and delivery company because it actually has to do with the security of supply in, in the society. And, and people were actually able to stay at home because we had our postmen delivering parcels and items yeah, to their absolutely. home doors. So it was a very crucial part for the whole society. And, and in a way, you know, put emphasis on the fact that we are doing a very significant and meaningful work. And if we look at some of our sort of numbers that even though this was a massive rapid change that we had never seen before, uh, if we look at the safety numbers of that year, uh, we actually had our long lost time accident, which is our accident frequency rate that decreased by 13%. Uh, our number of sickness related absences decreased by 18%. And, and then also emissions decreased by 14%. So I think that's those are clear figures showing that we managed well. We succeeded as a company and, and as colleagues to tackle this uh, never before seen event in a way. Yeah, that's uh, good to hear. Uh, let's now move on more towards the sustainability strategy of Posti. And I would like to start this section with... Uh, the question about your purpose and values because uh, last year you updated those and I would like to hear what are the new ones and why did you make the change? Well, yeah, uh, basically uh, last year, that is 2020, that was a year of renewal for us in many ways. So I guess this sort of COVID uh, breakout show that, that you know, we really need to reset the business in a way and, and really start thinking that who we are in a business and why we exist and, and what the future holds for us. 
because as, as I just said, we had massive increase in parcel volumes, but at the same time, the uh, decrease related to print printed letters that, that sort of took even higher road down. So basically, we ha- it was a year of renewal in many, many ways. So we updated the company purpose, as you noticed. Uh, we were updating also values and leadership principles. And at the same time, we were also updating our sustainability program. And all of these different project tracks uh, we did in a very sort of transparent and open way internally in the company. And basically, we were discussing uh, with our top management, we were discussing post-sustainability in several different occasions. Uh, and, and that's a really good thing, because now as we look at our purpose and our values, sustainability is very well embedded in them. So our new values, uh, we updated together with our employees. So uh, we engaged them uh, in the value update work, and, and it was a very sort of how do you say, based on dialogue and, and listening to your employees that what is of value for them. And we have three new values uh, as a result of that work. And, and they are reliability, respectful, and progressive. And actually all of those three values have sustainability element embedded in them as well. So for us to be reliable, it means that we are a transparent partner an employer, and we communicate openly. So we keep our promises. Uh, we also take ownership when the unexpected happens. And respect for, for us means that we take responsibility for our people, for this planet, and, and that we do this. And, and what we do is meaningful. So we aim that we can feel proud of who we are and what we do together as, as POSTI. And we respect our colleagues, our customers and partners. So to respectfully meet colleagues and also customers is is a very important value for us. And the third value, progressive, uh, this is more looking ahead and and challenging the way we do business and and how we want to serve our customers even better. So, you know, we continuously improve our competences and our business to better serve the customer needs. And this also means that we want to be curious and open for change and really, really want to be a proactive front runner in our business. So those are the new values. And, and then the purpose uh, that really uh, sort of builds on the legacy of, of our 400 years old history, that we have always delivered things that matter to people. And our new purpose is responsibly delivering what matters to you on your terms. And of course, the word responsibly is very important when we think about our sustainability work and and how we want to uh, go forward in sustainability and learn new things as a company. And and delivering what matters to you, that also changes in time, that what matters to you. and, and, And then on your terms, that's a very strong customer promise and really takes upon the upcoming trends that we can see in logistics industry, that a lot of more emphasis is put on the needs of the receiver and consumer. But maybe we can, we can come to that then later. But building on this new purpose, uh, we started to elaborate that what does sustainably and responsibly mean for us. And, and we had a, a, I had about a group of 30 business leaders inside Posti including our leadership team, and we did this work together. And when we started to update our sustainability program, uh, we started from understanding that and discussing that what sustainability means for different people, because I understood that for for some people, it means our environmental commitments that go way back in our history. For some, it was about responsible tax paying, and for others, it was about good leadership. So we started to get together sort of deep dive into the foundations of sustainability and made sure that we see sustainability in the same way and that we can work with sustainability related concepts. Then we sort of uh, took the view on a helicopter level and, and wanted to understand better that what are the impacts of our business uh, in the environment and, and in the world, basically. So we did this net impact analysis from, from Upright Project 
basically, and, and it gave us an understanding of that how does our current business and services affect this environment, how does it affect the knowledge of people, uh, health and well-being of people, and so on. So we learned from that. And, and these were all tools that we were gathering in sort of once we went to then to this workshop phase where we started to create the new sustainability program for Posti. And, and there I actually had this group of 30 participants. They got to do their sort of own versions of Posti's new sustainability program. And in that way, still elaborate sort of that. What do they think are the three most crucial items that should be in Posti's sustainability program and, and, and so on. So it was a very engaging progress from the beginning. And of course, we had our stakeholder survey. So we asked our Posti employees and, and very broadly our external stakeholders that what are important sustainability themes for Posti. Uh, we met with different um, NGOs, uh, discussing with them. We had also discussions with our owner and, and so on and getting the feedback that what is of importance as we now enter into the new phase of sustainability. And as a result, we have a new sustainability program. Uh, it's actually quite simple in the structure. So we have four focus areas. And, and in those four focus areas, we tell what is our responsibility towards the well-being of people, and also what is our responsibility towards the well-being of this planet. And in the people side, we have two focus areas. Uh, one is meaningful work. And basically there, the aim is that all Posti employees can feel proud of who they are and what they do together, that we can be proud of this company and of the work we do. And closely supporting this very sort of individual understanding of meaningful work is our second pillar that is called purpose-driven leadership. So this, this pillar builds on, on these new strategic items that we have. And the aim there is that we all lead through common leadership principles, values, and purpose. And, and we also updated our leadership principles as part of this renewal project last year. So we have eight new leadership principles and sustainability is there embedded as well. And on the planet side, uh, we have our Zero Carbon 2030 program. And this is an area that we started to elaborate already in 2019. And back then, uh, as part of that year's strategy process, we set ourselves a really ambitious target to be net zero in our own emissions by 2030. And, and now we have updated this climate target to also include our scope three emissions. And I can also tell more about that a little bit later. But that was sort of a familiar pillar for, for Posti employees. And then as a fourth pillar, sort of very closely to this zero carbon 2030, uh, we got this together towards green future pillar. And this was based on the feedback that, feedback that our businesses gave me in the process that they said that, okay, we have this zero carbon program. It's looking at our green investments, our alternative vehicles, renewable fuels, and so on. Basically how we can uh, decrease our carbon footprint. But what's in it for customers and what's in it for the wider society? And, and, and how can we sort of in a more systematic way help our customers in their climate work? And how can we, for instance, support sustainable consumption through our climate work? And, and that's how the fourth pillar came. And, and there the aim is that we are recognized as a green industry forerunner in all of our business areas. So that is our new sustainability program with the four focus areas. Uh, and, and basically, we cannot forget the foundation of sustainability work. And, and that's basically the work we do every day for work safety and well-being, for diversity and inclusion, for sustainable sourcing and for ethical business practices. And, and there too, we go forward all the time and we measure success and, and set targets. So those are the foundation that helps us to be a more sustainable company. Yes, uh, uh, very interesting. I really like the, the process that you describe, uh, how you came up with the new sustainability strategy. And especially at the beginning, uh, where you asked uh, like people, how do they even understand sustainability? And that you got so many different responses, which shows that it's really... Uh, an area that is multidisciplinary and if some companies uh, who are listening 
are also interested in starting their own sustainability uh, strategy, then uh, what tips would you have to them in that process and how much time do you think it would take a company to do the process from zero to a hundred? Um, my tips and, and also at the same time, sort of these lessons learned from our own sustainability work is basically to start with discussions that before you go into formal meetings and PowerPoints, just have enough time for these informal roundtable discussions. And, and there you need to have sort of, I think, the almost whole management team. Uh, you need business heads and strategy heads and, and brand director, communications director, legal strategy heads, and, and so on. So have these roundtables and, and start discussing about that, what is on the table and what are you currently working with? Because then you can sort of um, get a joint understanding that what other strategic elements or programs are currently opening up. And you can make sure that you're aligning this sustainability work, for instance, with your group strategy work. And, and you can make sure that you plan these two together. Because uh, in my own view, I think that very ideally, I think the company only should have one strategy process and, and sustainability should be part of that. And, and then as a, as a result of, of the strategy work, you then get one outcome is this sustainability program that is very action-based action and target-based and, and tied to a certain uh, time period. But have these discussions and give time to that and, and then do it in a very engaging and transparent way. And, and these all I know all sustainability experts know this already, that you cannot succeed in sustainability alone. So, so you need all the all your colleagues from from other organizational parts in order to succeed. So that would be sort of uh, one tip, and and to also give time give time to know, you know to have these discussions and and think that what is the best timing for your company to update the st sustainability strategy work. So that would be definitely uh, at least one tip to consider, and then. I think for me, when I started this work back in spring 2020, I had two targets basically for that year. And number one was obviously to get us a new updated sustainability program. But number two, sort of this meta target was to educate and, and get posty people to understand sustainability better. So this sort of educational and engaging aspect was really important. And, and that's why I planned the working methods accordingly to make sure that, you know, I get this group of 30 leaders on board and, and then we get like a group of 100 leaders and then we get this uh, rest of us also to understand that what is sustainability for Posti and, and where are we good, what do we need to do better and, and where are we targeting and aiming, what is the vision. So uh, maybe those tips come to my mind at the moment. Yeah, and uh, how long was the process? That process uh, lasted, uh, I would say, from March 2020 to December 2020. And in December, we had these new focus areas sort of fixed. And, and they were approved by the strategy committee in the board of directors. And then earlier this year, we started to elaborate the targets and, and KPIs. So we were using this OKR philosophy so which is basically objectives, key results, and key initiatives. And, and the objective for us, for each focus area, is basically a verbal description of how good looks like. So when we have meaningful work, we were discussing that, okay, what are we aiming at? How does good look like when we really succeed in this area? And, and then we uh, came and sort of jointly decided on the wording that, you know, we feel proud of who we are and what we do together. So this same applied for all of these four focus areas. And once you have sort of agreed upon that, okay, this is the objective, this is what we are aiming at, then the next question is, how can we come there? What needs to happen that we are progressing and we know that we are going to the right direction? And then you come to this sort of measurement and metrics and KPIs. And, and they're also, uh, when you do this sort of sustainability program on a group level, uh, you need to have metrics 
that goes through the whole group, all business groups, all operating countries. And, and that takes time and you need to sort of understand at what kind of, for instance, employee engagement service do we have? What is the most efficient way of measuring success here? How can we make sure that this is not just an item on sustainability director's table, but it's an, it is an item on every business leader's table in the company and, and so on. Um, so you mentioned these four areas of focus of your sustainability strategy, and uh, let's uh, focus more of them uh, like one by one. And let's start with the planet ones. And uh, yeah, my first question is about the net zero, uh, net zero carbon uh, uh, goal for 2030. So how will you achieve that? What is your plan? Yeah, so basically already in 2019, when we first decided on this very ambitious target, uh, after that, we did, did a technology roadmap. So we were basically investigating different technologies that would support us in becoming net zero for the transportation side. And that roadmap we have been implementing up to, up to this day. But first of all, uh, reducing emissions in logistics, basically everything starts with efficiency. So that's really the key. And with efficiency, I mean less driven kilometers. So all unnecessary kilometers should be taken away. And, and here we have some tools that we are using. We are using route planning, uh, route optimization. We are also using high capacity transportation vehicles, and, and which we call HCTs. And we can already see that these HCTs, for instance, have led to reduced kilometers. So that's really, really important part. And then, of course, we need to look at new vehicle technology. So basically, in our roadmap, uh, we could see that smaller delivery fleet is slowly going electric. And bigger trucks, they run on gas. So we have now expanded our electric fleet in the last mile delivery side. And then on the bigger truck side, we have um, liquefied biogas trucks. And, and actually, currently, we have Finland's largest LBG truck fleet, as we speak. And then we also, maybe as a third item, we are looking at renewable energy sources, so both for facilities and traffic. And, and in all facilities in Finland and Sweden, we use 100% renewable electricity. Uh, then in our vehicles, we use renewable diesel. And, and basically, this renewable diesel is, is a very efficient tool because you don't need to change the fleet. But basically, overnight, you can reduce the uh, emissions cost in, in driving by 100% and life cycle emissions up to 90%. So, so those are the things that have gotten us forward. And so far, the progress has been quite good. So... 2020 was the first reporting year against this net zero target by 2030. And during that time, we managed to cut our absolute emissions by 14%. And, and um, also our usage of renewable fuels, uh, it has increased to approximately 15% of all, all used fuels. And then if you look at postal delivery, uh, at this time, or currently, we already reach almost 40% of Finnish households with electricity. And in bigger cities, this figure is higher. So for instance, in Helsinki, it's we reach almost 90% of households completely with electricity already. And then also as part of our climate agenda, uh, we have applied for tar science-based target initiative approval for our climate targets. And just a few days ago, we got this. So we now have the science-based targets initiative approval for our climate targets. And uh, in that way, we are committed to the most ambitious 1.5 degree trajectory of Paris Climate Agreement. And actually, our climate target is even more ambitious than the 1.5 degree. Yeah, that, that is great to hear. You also mentioned before that uh, the goal also includes the scope three emissions. So can you explain uh, what does that mean? Yes. So uh, already when we in 2019 took this new ambitious climate target, we decided that this is not enough, that we also need to understand better our scope three emissions. And in Finland, we have been including 
subcontracted transport uh, to the cal- uh, GHG calculations on climate program for a long time, but that was not the case for the whole group. So uh, a year ago, we started the, to work with our scope three, and, and we did this sort of materiality analysis for our scope three emissions and, and calculated baselines there. And, and, then, uh, and then, yeah, in June, we, we started the process to the science-based target initiative, and, and now our scope three is also included in our climate target. But how we sort of, if I open up a little bit our sort of SBTI approved climate target. So basically we have the SBTI approval for reducing our absolute carbon emissions by 50% from 2020 to 2030. So 50% absolute reduction. And this 50% we internally target for our own emissions. So scope one and two. And from the scope three category, we have subcontracted transport and delivery. And, and this means that we are aiming at 100% fossil free transportations by 2030. Some time ago, you conducted uh, an assessment of the environment, environmental impacts of e-commerce together with Gaia Consulting. Uh, what were the results of that study? So yeah, so in 2019, uh, we initiated this study basically because we wanted to better understand the impacts of, of e-commerce and, and what they are in, cl- in terms of climate change. So we wanted to understand that, you know, how traditional brick and mortar retail differs from online retail in, in this area. And of course, we wanted to understand that what we as a logistics company can do better. So we, we started this project at that time and, and we really got some interesting findings and insights. And, and one of these was that, that actually uh, the life cycle impacts of products are very similar regardless of the manner of purchase. So whether you buy a t-shirt from online or, or if you go to the brick and mortar store and buy it, when we look at, look at the picture globally, the uh, sort of logistics related emissions are pretty similar. And, and that's why we need to understand the life cycle impacts of products if we want to become more sustainable in e-commerce. I'll give you an example. Uh, If we look at the life cycle emissions of a t-shirt, we can see that 80% comes from the production phase and and then less than 20% comes from maintenance, distribution and sale and transport altogether. And, And another finding was sort of that the same sustainability challenges apply regardless of where you buy the product. So we have negative environmental impacts uh, when we are manufacturing, for instance, garments. We need to consider social aspects, the health and safety of of people doing the job. And we also need to consider economic aspect, for instance, uh, uh, fair rewards and and fair paying and, you know, fair tax footprint and so on. And What is really important and and was an insight for us is also that it's really important to consider what you buy and what happens to the product after you no longer use it. Because majority of many product categories, the major impact is already being caused in the production phase. And and that's why it's really important to extend the life cycle of a product and, and also promote reselling and aftermarket possibilities. And luckily today, I think we can see more and more good examples on companies and and fashion brands brands and so on, who are offering solutions for selling used items in their own uh, own marketplaces, in a way. Yeah, and I think uh, this was something that I read from some of the older reports, but uh, you also wrote that uh, you promote customer to customer e-commerce. Uh, so, yeah, you already uh, explained a bit why is that important because of the uh, extended life of these items. But yeah, can you tell us a bit more how how do you promote it? Yeah, definitely. So, so we call this consumer to consumer parcel parcel service area, and yeah, as you said, it's very important and it's a well growing business area for us. 
and it's very close to the consumer. And, and in that way, it's very interesting for us in many ways. And as I mentioned earlier, as part of our sustainability agenda is that we are really interested in promoting sustainable consumption more generally in the society. And, and what triggers us is that we want to make it even easier uh, to send consumer packages and we want to encourage peer-to-peer -peer and recycling activities. And, and here we have some interesting solutions as well. Uh, I'll give you one example. Uh, one example is our cooperation with Tori.fi, Tori.fi. So that is this sort of uh, the most used online platform for, for selling used items, basically. So what we did with Tori was that we integrated this parcel sending service to their platform. Uh, it's called Tori Parcel. And, and basically it means that that now if I want to sell my used shirt to someone in Finland, so uh, I can send I can send it to all over Finland. We don't I don't need to drive and drop it off or, or the person person buying it doesn't need to come to my place and pick it up. Now we have this integrated parcel sending service that is working very well. And in that way, it is boosting and making it easier to sell used and recycled items. So that was sort of one, one example for this. And, and definitely this sort of, uh, we're constantly looking for new ways to improve the customer and consumer experience. And, and then we are talking about different solutions related to receiving items and also sending items. So this is in many ways, not, not only recycling and sustainability, but in many ways, this C2C market is at the core of our growing parcel area. Yeah, that is definitely a very interesting uh, area. Uh, let's talk more about the people part of your sustainability focus areas and uh, you told already how at first your your first goal was to make more people aware of what uh, sustainability at Posti means and uh, how how is the progress at Posti. But uh, you have about 20, 21,000 employees and how do you engage them in your sustainability strategy in their everyday work? Yeah, for, first of all, this is a hugely important area in sustainability work to really engage your people and, and give them possibilities to participate and get information on your sustainability work. And at the same time, it is also an area that where we need to do a lot more, in my opinion. But, but some examples that what we are doing and, and how we are going forward here, uh, one concrete example is that uh, it's, it's just to sort of communicate about our sustainability efforts to all employees. So to make sure that we have channels and, and sort of uh, communication places where, where people are able to see and hear what we are doing. And one example is that uh, earlier this year, Posti got its newest EcoVadi sustainability rating ratings. And we did really well. So uh, we scored in the highest possible platinum level with highest ever points. And, and we are among the one, top 1% 1 globally in terms of overall sustainability performance. And this was, this was the place where I was thinking that, okay, that this is, this is not, you know, of course, I and my team, we did the ECOVADIS rating and, and put in all the figures and facts and policies and supporting documents, which was a pretty heavy workload in itself. But, you know, sustainability is not done in PowerPoints, but it's actually done in our everyday business. And, and that's why I wanted to thank our employees and, and also to sort of highlight this connection that you make our sustainability real. So we actually sent this uh, thank you letter with a coffee and this sort of donut coupon that, that people could celebrate. So we sent this thank you letter with the coffee coupon to 18,000 employees in Finland and just thanking them for the good job that they do. And, and also sort of raising up the topic that it's actually you who are doing our sustainability work, be it uh, how you drive our vehicles or help us saving emissions or how you recycle or do other things in the uh, production sites or how you take care of the safety and well-being of yourself and your colleagues. 
So this was one example of sort of highlighting the importance that we all do in order to be good in sustainability. Then we have also other communication tools in place. Um, we, recent, we recently this year had a Yammer tool. Uh, we took that in place and we had this intranet renewal project as well. And as a result, we now have uh, thousands and thousands of employees from operations connected to our Yammer, uh, Yammer channels. And there we have own channel for our zero carbon activities and other sustainability areas as well. And we really encourage our people to this low threshold communication and, and just asking questions and giving over ideas that they see that we could do even better in these fields. So that's also a very important tool to go forward here. Uh, then we also keep sustainability on the agenda uh, regularly and on the high level agenda. So whenever we have this Q, Q result, quarterly results, and we have personal information sessions, we have sustainability there. So for instance, now after summer holidays, we had our second quarter results published and we had this personal info, info session. So I was there telling colleagues that where we are in terms of our sustainability program and, and what is new and what is going on and where we are with our emissions and where we are with our safety targets. And it's really important to keep the topic on the agenda regularly. And then we also launched this sustainability coffee session. And, and this is happening, of course, on Teams currently. But, but there uh, we have, I think we had 160 participants in our first sustainability coffee session this fall. And it's basically a very laid back um, informal occasion where we are discussing positive sustainability program and, and we are doing thematical deep dives in different areas. And, and the sort of ideology behind is that, you know, come in and listen and take a hot cup of something to drink and, and then ask questions if there's anything you are wondering about related to sustainability. And, and what else? Um, then, then we have renewed our sustainability story. So made sure that we have, you know, good slides and, and good decks for our sales and marketing people and, and all of post employees who are meeting with customers regularly that, that, you know, we have the slide decks and we know the sustainability story and we can tell it and, and we can sort of tell also our customers that what we are doing in sustainability. So this we have helped and, and you know, communicate about this a lot and, and had this different sort of not clinics, but still different sessions where we have been practicing these issues. And then we have different e-learning tools who are available for all uh, 20,000 employees. So was it last year we published our zero carbon e-learning course for all post employees. So uh, we have a desktop version and a mobile version. And there basically we tell everything that is important related to our zero carbon program. And it's, uh, we put a lot of effort in making it in a very sort of, uh, how do you say, pedagogic way that you know that you really sort of get this personal understanding that what is environmental res responsibility at Posti and, and how is it visible in my role and, and also what can I do after this course that how can I, where can I find information and how can I keep myself updated on where we are. So these sort of tools we are using, but I feel that this is a hugely important area and we just need to repeat and, and communicate and engage with low threshold. Yeah, I like uh, how you incentivize all of your employees to think about these uh, sustainability ideas. And uh, I believe that uh, if you have the small nudges uh, every now and then, then uh, from the old 20,000 employees, you definitely get more ideas over time to improve uh, your uh, operations. But uh, what challenges have you had with uh, the people part of the sustainability aspect that one uh, that comes to my mind when I uh, started my studies in Finland in uh, the fall 2019 I saw on the news uh, some uh, strikes uh, from uh, Posti's employees so how do you deal with such kind of problems well you know as I said in the beginning uh, this entire industry has been in a very drastic transformation and, and especially for the last 10 years. 
So letter volumes have declined for over 60% and, and we estimate that the rest will halve over the next three years. And I would say that the very unfortunate events that led to the strike in 2019 were related to this development that had been sort of under the surface for a long time already. But however, I think that many things have changed for the better uh, after that fall. And, and you know, just a, a very recent example is that we are very delighted about the fact that uh, we just closed a multi-year agreement on postal industry terms of employment uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I think we as a company learned from that. And, and after that, we have been working a lot to, to sort of get the gap between postage management and employees closer and, and to get that closer. And, and I think COVID brought us together in, in many ways. And that was directly after this 2019 yeah. fall. And, and there we sort of, our power is to work together. And, and we are good in, in that. And we have been really working so well together as a company. Otherwise, we wouldn't have managed this sort of overnight massive change that we had in our hands. And, and we have taken good, solid steps after that fall. And, and we are going to the right direction. And, and just this sort of very recent industrial piece is just an example of that, that this was a win-win situation, both for the employer and employee side. But the changes in the postal sector, they will continue. But the, and the most important thing now is that this transformation is managed responsibly. And, uh, and here we have some concrete actions as well that in spring this year, we announced the establishment of this change unit inside Posti. And, and this changed unit, change unit is basically uh, making sure that we are trying to find new jobs inside Posti when traditional jobs from the delivery, postal delivery side uh, cease to exist. And, and here also we are working very tightly with the uh, employee representatives and, and, and so on and going forward. And this is just one example that sort of helps us to prepare to what we know that is coming due to this transformation. On the people side, you also mentioned the purpose-driven leadership and uh, the new principles. Uh, can you name some of them so that the listeners can get some uh, taste of it? Yeah, definitely. So uh, we have eight new leadership principles. Uh, and as I said, these were formed together with our values and our sustainability program and the purpose that we updated last year. And we have directly, I would say, at least three principles are directly linked to our sustainability work. So, for instance, our principle number six is that we make sustainability real. Uh, our principle number seven is that we believe that work should be meaningful. And then number eight is that we lead respectfully and based on our values. And this year we have been working a lot to implement our purpose-driven leadership program. So first of all, we have, we have had different clinics and workshops related to our new values, uh, different uh, employee events, like one-day one events, uh, just talking about our values and how they are visible in our everyday life inside the company, but how we also can uh, so how we also can make them real when we meet our customers and, and do our work outside the company. And now in the fall, in just in a few weeks, we will have a new employee engagement tool called Pecon into use. And, and there we will also measure our success, that how are we actually progressing in this purpose-driven leadership area? And, and for instance, how well are our managers' uh, examples that how they implement the positive values in everyday life and how we really are leading those, through those. And we're also measuring how we are going forward in leading through our leadership principles. And, and as part of sort of next steps related to our people topics is that we will get the baseline data for meaningful work and purpose-driven leadership areas. And we have specific questions in, in this group level engagement survey. So we will get baseline data and, and then we will set numeric targets for the whole group. And in that way, we can follow up on progress on a quarterly basis 
because the tool a tool and the questionnaire will be updated every quarter and we will check where we are and then we can quite rapidly also inside business groups uh, come up with actions that take us forward. Beyond your own leadership and people, uh, how do external suppliers and partners uh, fit into your uh, sustainability strategy? Well, they play a very important role, uh, of course. Uh, just if we think about our carbon footprint and, and sort of our emissions in 2020 were about 280,000 tons of carbon dioxide. And, and that uh, footprint is divided to own emissions, which was about 25%, and scope 3, which was about 75%. And of that 75%, almost 50% comes from subcontracted transport and delivery. And, and yeah, our suppliers and our partners are very tightly connected to our sustainability goals. And, and now this fall, uh, we will start working more heavily uh, in order to get our suppliers on board with our climate program. And we have different tools already coming up that we have planned together. But the approach is, is very engaging and, and learning together and together finding the best solutions that are win-win aspects for our, our suppliers. But definitely, I would say that, that uh, especially in the uh, climate change and the zero carbon agenda, our suppliers have a very important role. And also, when we think about novel solutions in changing the logistics industry towards zero carbon, we cannot do it alone. So our partner network is, is really important for us. And, and just one example is, for instance, our cooperation with Neste, as we have been using their Neste MyFuel. So basically all parcels in our own fleet are delivered with Neste My currently in Finland. Uh, very, very big impact on our emissions and very fruitful and good cooperation with one of the world's most sustainable companies. So that's just one example. And, and what I see as a sustainability director uh, is that these sort of uh, partnerships are more, more and more crucial, especially inside your own business segment and sector as you go forward towards these net zero targets. And of course, related to other sustainability aspects, uh, we have our su supplier code of conduct. Uh, and, and, you know, in that sense, we are also engaging our suppliers to our broader sustainability agenda and our sustainability commitments. Uh, then our procurement is doing an excellent work, uh, you know, managing strategic partnerships and supplier suppliers. And, and we've had different workshops and, and such, for instance, looking at sustainable packaging uh, options in, in the parcel and e-commerce sector. And, and there we have invited all of our biggest suppliers in that field together to find best solutions and identify also challenges together. So uh, uh, I think the only way forward to really succeed in very ambitious targets is together with suppliers and partners. Uh, I think we already touched upon uh, this topic, but uh, do you have anything to add about uh, how you track your sustainability efforts? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, if you look at the governance level, so we have this cross-posty executive sustainability forum uh, where all business groups are presented and, and where we regularly follow up on progress related to sustainability program. And, and of course, we also regularly have sustainability issues on the group leadership team table and agenda. And basically each uh, focus area in, in the program has its own targets, uh, own action roadmap, and also governance model. And also each area is a little bit different and, and sort of in its own uh, development phase in a way. And then uh, we report on progress, of course, also. So we have, we do an annual sustainability report, which is based on global reporting initiative. So GRI standards. But then we also work together uh, through an industry association. So here we have this international post cooperation, IPC, and, and their post is, is part of IPC sustainability commitment. And together with 25 other postal operators, we are 
we have set joint targets related to five sustainable development goals and, and there we are reporting our progress as an industry. What are these five United Nations Sustainable Development Goals where you see the biggest impact for in your business? So we have the uh, SDGs we have. We have number 8, 9, 11, 12 and 13. So uh, number 8 is about decent work and economic growth. So there we basically want to promote sustained, inclusive and sustainable economic growth. Uh, full and productive employment and decent work for all. And the focus areas inside that SDG are health and safety and learning and development. Uh, then the number nine is, is about building resilient infrastructure and promoting inclusive and sustainable industrialization and fostering innovation. And, and there we are looking at resource efficiency as a theme. Uh, and then number 11 is, is about making cities and human settlements inclusive, safe, resilient and sustainable. And the topics we are looking at are air quality and circular economy. And number 12 uh, is about responsible consumption and production. So basically we want to ensure sustainable consumption and production patterns and we are looking at responsible sourcing. And then of course 13, climate action we are taking urgent action to combat climate change and the impacts it has. And basically, this is about mitigating efforts on climate change. So we have reached the final three questions uh, of our podcast today. And uh, yeah, what will you focus on improving this year? Or since we are already like August, September, then uh, yeah, this year and also maybe the beginning of the next year. Well, first of all, in our zero carbon journey, uh, it's really important that we continue engaging all of our colleagues to this work and, and we just keep them on board on what is going on. So we will continue with this communication efforts, our sustainable sustainability coffees and, and keeping this topic on the agenda. And then looking at the roadmap, uh, we will continue our transition to fossil free fuels related to our own fleet. Uh, on the facilities side, we will expand the usage of renewable electricity also to other countries. And then we are starting to move towards renewable heating because we can currently see that the uh, heating is now starting to raise its head related to our annual emission targets. And then, as I already mentioned, now we will also really also start the work to increase our supplier engagement and, and start building joint roadmap towards zero, zero carbon together with our partners. So those are maybe the uh, concrete steps that we will do this year on the climate side. And on the people side, uh, we are currently also taking forward our meaningful work and purpose-driven leadership areas. So there we will get the baseline data from our employee survey in early October. Uh, then we are also currently looking at our diversity and inclusion program and, and also developing that. And I actually have a new team member, uh, one sustainability manager, who is focusing on uh, social responsibility topics. So uh, this we will take forward. And, and even though it is in our sort of foundation of sustainability box, this is of huge importance for our employees. And, and it's important that we go forward there as well. So maybe those, those are the sort of concrete next steps that I can see in the coming coming weeks and months in this year. And what do you think are the three most important lessons from Posti that other companies could learn from to become more sustainable? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, three most important lessons. Um, to put it very simply, I would say that uh, be bold, focus, and inspire. And what I mean with those is that, you know, be bold. I mean that set your targets high and ambitious. Don't be scared. Do it boldly. And with focus, um, I mean two things. One is that it's really important to align with your group strategy work. Uh, so so focus and, and keep, keep discussing on this topic. And then also when you start to execute and implement your roadmap, 
it's important to prioritize and focus there as well so that you can really ensure that you have the budgeting and, and roles and responsibilities and actions clear and that you have all parties involved knowing what they should be doing. Uh, and inspire, I mean, lead with purpose, both internally as well as externally. So uh, we need each other and we can only do this together because we have such huge global challenges, especially in the planet side. So, so let's inspire each other and work together. Th- those would maybe be my most important lessons. Yeah, great. <laughs> Uh, you already told that uh, the industry in which Post is operating is going through big changes. So if you look uh, at the parcel and logistics industry in general in the world, then what do you think are the biggest changes happening uh, there in the next decade? Well, definitely uh, looking at the next decade, uh, three things are clear to me. And these we have stated also in our strategy. Number one is sustainability. So sustainability is increasingly affecting consumer choices and also demands from our large customers. So this will affect our service production and development in many ways. And number two, I would say that uh, in the next decade, services will be built more and more around the consumer uh, than the needs of the sending customers. So this is reflected already in the uh, increased transparency, better digital services, and also the ability to control incoming deliveries, if you think yourself as a, as a user and buyer and, and receiver of parcels. And definitely uh, the role of data and analytics is continuing to grow. And another thing is also that it's also clear that services will be more extensive in cities Uh, versus rural areas. And maybe thirdly, an aspect that is also related to sustainability is that in 10 years time, uh, the amount of parcels that you and I and all of us will receive per week will multiply in many, many ways compared today, uh, compared to today. So uh, what this means is that uh, new package delivery solutions, consolidating traffic flows are likely to emerge. And this is a good thing, because this means that you won't have several delivery vans delivering your items or parcels separately, but you will have one because there will be much more focus on consolidating the parcel traffic. But definitely, I would say that sustainability is the biggest trend that we already see. Yeah, definitely very interesting to keep an eye on the industry. So... Nomi, uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing yours and Posti's experience in uh, today's episode. And if uh, people want to contact you uh, personally or learn more about uh, Posti's sustainability strategy, then where can they do it? Well, uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. So please feel free to connect with me there. Or you can also email me at noami.jagerhorn at posti.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something new about sustainability that you could implement in your organization. If you have any feedback or if you want to recommend somebody for an interview, then leave me a message through our website nordicsustainabilityinvestigator.com. Also, you can subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss a new episode.